0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the main show itself, it's a wonderful podcast episode, I believe 126, I suppose it's quite an unusual episode today, not maybe because it's episode 126, there's nothing inherently unusual about that, but it is the first time we've done an animated movie. In absolutely ages, Nolan.
1: Yes, and a fun fact for you. 126 Dalmatians exist in an alternate universe where this movie got the MCU treatment
0: and became a whole cinematic universe. And it just added 25 more Dalmatians. Y- yes, As in fact,
1: just... dog actors became like the MCU Brilliant. actors. Brilliant. Um,
0: Fascinating, really. I suppose... The downside to doing uh, a movie like this, that's what we are doing today, by the way. Disney's 101 Dalmatians from 1961. The rather unique animated uh, Disney classic, I suppose you can call it that. Um, In my eyes, at least, it's quite unique for reasons I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but that is the movie we're doing today. It's a little bit of a downside that I suppose we didn't do this on episode 101.
1: Yes, of... but we're idiots.
0: That we has just been made clear. Yeah. We, uh, we don't think that far ahead. and <laughs> we, we don't think, do we, Nolan? We don't think. No,
1: I, I am the master of not thinking. I am well, the most um... uh, stoned person you'll ever meet who doesn't smoke weed.
0: <laughs> brilliant what a what a wonderful analogy that is i like that um anyway let's just get straight on into it i think um look 101 dalmatians this was one that you picked yourself i believe you've been on some sort of kick of a uh, dalmatians related movies this week what's all that about
1: well, I should clarify for the people who will only listen to an e- a little bit of the episode that I was not kicking any Dalmatians. <laughs> I do not believe in animal cruelty. What do I mean? Well, I mean, of course I believe in it. Of course it exists, but I do not partake in the animal cruelty. But no, I have been revisiting my childhood a bit, watching the 101 Dalmatians on Disney+. Plus. In fact, I said to you... When you asked me, what movie are we doing? I said, can we just do 101 Dalmatians? Because it's on Disney Plus and that's easier for me.
0: Well, yes, but I mean, it's also, I think, quite a nice uh, palate cleanser. It's just a nice sort of very, obviously, a very, very easy watch, a very fun watch. Somewhat of a, a, you know, a nostalgic watch to those who watched uh, old Disney animated movies as children. Where would you rank Um, it
1: amongst uh, palate cleansers? Is it above
0: pickled ginger, just below a (laughs) glass of water? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where I'd rank it in terms of my uh, palate cleansers. But to be honest with you, having watched it now for the first time in absolutely years, um, I'd put it higher than I used to give it credit for because i think i would go back and watch this one way more than quite a number of the the other sort of uh 50s peter pan. And 60s peter pan obviously yes but 50s and 60s era of, uh, of disney animated i would uh, i would go back and watch this one way more which is unusual really for me because you know i'm i'm famously not the most um animal what you know what warm warm animal lover that you'll ever meet despite your house containing you 50 dogs and yes, your mother being a dog day. walker yeah i mean my mother would adore this movie and any such movie like it to be fair i'm surprised we haven't turned in to um the house from 101 from the end of 101 Dalmatians already Um, to be honest with you but it would be quite it would be something that i could see happening and the noise would be unbearable morgan's mother is not only a
1: delightful lady but as i knew when i met her two years ago she is also an avid dog lover i feel like when you were a kid she would have probably shown this movie to you or at least suggested it
0: i don't look i don't know i don't know i i i can't remember last week So I can't remember that. Um, But it is more than likely, to be perfectly honest. I will Um, pitch
1: you something right before we get into the uh, discussion for this. Imagine
0: who wins in a fight, John Wick or Cruella DeVille? What a fascinating... (laughs) What 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 an interesting question that is. Um, Well, I think Cruella DeVille drives... Way more insanely than John Wick does. I think John Wick tends to just run around a lot. Maybe he has the odd motorbike. Sometimes he has a horse, which was weird. Remember when he rode a horse?
1: Yes, a horse also um, does make does make some good work of Cruella Deville in the live action version.
0: Oh, Okay, well, that I mean, a horse is also used to uh, get rid of uh, Horace and Jasper. In, yes. uh, in 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 this in this animated movie, I love Horace and Jasper. Silly people. Oh, Horace and most...
1: Jasper are the Harry and Marv of the sixties.
0: They are so uh, much so that the, not...
1: the live action <laughs> versions of them are clearly inspired by Harry and Marv and the way they look.
0: Yeah, I can see. I can see that. I mean, when did the live action Hundred More Dalmatians came out? It mustn't have been. It was nineteen ninety six. 96, so it's, f- what, five years after Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone's still in still well in people's minds at this point. Everybody loves Home Alone. Every Why family make...
1: movie was emulating Home Alone in the 90s.
0: Why not make every kids-related movie, the, the weird bumbling sidekicks, there's always two of them, and just picture Joe Pesci and Daniel Stone. Imagine Joe Pesci.
1: As as, uh, as Horace. Horace? Oh my god, that would be quite an intense Horace. But you know who wrote the live-action 101 Dalmatians?
0: Go on. Our friend, the late John Hughes. Did he really? Yes. When he also uh, had plenty to say in Home Alone as well, didn't he? So there you go, there might be actually something there. And who knows? Home Alone's Harry and Marv may have come from Horace and Jasper. Quite possible.
1: Know. It's a nice circle of life. But if we're going to talk great villains... And especially villains who get introduced not just by a Disney villain song, but having a song written about them, for them, a tribute to them in some way, Cruella DeVille does make quite the impression. She is one of the rare villains where she is pure evil, she is pure cartoony, but she is so much fun to watch, and so iconic. I'm quoting Hal Rudnick there, fuck me. Uh, (laughs) But... I don't know usually I hate villains that are just purely evil or purely
0: sinister, but with Corella Deville I don't I, I love every second she's on screen it it is It is unusual in a way because obviously a lot of a lot of Disney animated villains tend to be rather mustache twirling two-dimensional villains um nothing necessarily wrong with that if it's done well, like we say if it if it's done in such a, a fun way and a knowing way, that people like uh, Cruella are, are obviously done. I mean, you start off with her name, the fact that her name is Cruel Devil. She lives in Hell Hall, she has a telephone, shaped like Satan, and basically towards the end of the movie she almost becomes Satan himself. That
1: crazy is, uh... shot of her red eyes driving down the road will give kids nightmares and the parents nightmares. It's like the and, Jurassic yes, World. This will give the parents nightmares.
0: <laughs> It'll give everybody nightmares. Um But look, Corella Deville is wonderful. In every sense. I mean, the the from the voice acting, I don't unfortunately know the name of the Wonderful woman who voiced Cruella Deville, but it'll stay with you, the voice. Uh, Do you have
1: any favourite lines from Cruella Deville? Any particular oh, deliveries
0: of the lines? I I mean her to be honest with you, just her entrance is very, very it's just ingrained in the minds of the world, I feel. That like you don't even have to have watched anything. ...of 101 Dalmatians... ...everybody's well aware... ...oh oh dear, Cruella's here... ...you get the little song, don't you... The ...little song, it's a nice song... ...it's unusual in a way... ...because, like I said, this is where... ...this is where one of my unique points comes in... ...is that... ...it is, like you said... ...a song... ...written in tribute, almost... ...to the villain... ...rather than usual Disney fare... ...which is... ...which a villain song would be sung by the villain... About the situation, so it's quite uh, it's unique in that way. 101 Dimensions is unique, and also the fact that that's pretty much the only song in the movie.
1: Yeah, it feels more like just a fun adventure. And the answer to your earlier question, Betty Lou Gerson is the woman who delivered the voice of Corella Deville.
0: There you go. Uh,
1: there you go. Uh, I'm your voice actor for this show, so we got to give a shout out to some voice actors. You know, voice acting is a hard profession. You only have your it voice is. to sell a character. And the it fact is. that you remember Corilla Deville from this movie, Betty Lou Gerson, you did your job well. I certainly. I, I am of the mindset that Glenn Close is a bit more fun to watch in the role because she gets to do more with the character, but I will, I will always hold a nice hand up for Betty Lou Gerson. Well done.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I do remember Glenn Close from the from the live action one being very very good. Obviously, we know Glenn Close is a. Wonderful actor in her own right, obviously. There's a bit of trivia um,
1: here too, which oh. I find very funny. One woman who we both love was also in the running for Corrella Deville, a Sigourney Weaver, at some point. Ooh, which I think would have been perfect, as she could have used the same line, "Get away from her, you
0: bitch," in reference <laughs> to a female dog. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you would feel they would have had to use that somewhere. (laughs) They would have used their one little half piece of bad language they could possibly get away with. Just for the fun and games of it.
1: Right before she gets dropped into a vat of molasses, which I'm glad I found out it was
0: molasses. Molasses is, I mean, it'll take some time to get it off your clothes. (laughs) Oh yeah, all those furs that you love wearing, Cruella. You are ruined. not getting that off, no. no. it's ruined. Um, you know, f- furs. Nobody says "darling" and furs like Cruella Deville. though, do they? No. Nobody or, makes an or describes like... how
1: they feel like Cruella Deville
0: furs are my family or whatever she says, it's nonsense, whatever it is this is what I've never really understood either about 101, the plot of 101 Dalmatians, is that Cruella wants the puppies' coats to make a coat but like, Dalmatian fur isn't exactly fluffy or like, comfy is it? When they're when you, adult when think they get it. coarse, but as a
1: puppy their fur is very soft
0: well, okay, I'll trust that. But also, we should
1: mention this. It's a bad idea because she lives in London. London is known for its rain, and what is the worst <laughs> smell on planet Earth is wet dog. Cruella, yeah. you are going to make yourself a outcast amongst your fashion peers. <laughs> you will never be hired again, and you'll I just be r- sat there smoking your stupid vapes, long cigarette. <laughs> it's probably going to be a vape now in the new version. Let's be honest.
0: Oh God. Oh, God, don't start saying things like that to me. Uh, that's a fantastic point, though. I mean, let's be fair. She don't want to smell like wet dog for the rest of her life. It's a terrible plan, Cruella. It's a terrible plan. L- look, I I don't necessarily condone the wearing of furs and all that kind of stuff Anyway you know, hunting and all that business. I'm not I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of that kind of thing. I um, have a
1: mixed view on hunting. I I have the Marco Pierre White philosophy when it comes to this. If you're going to hunt an animal, make sure you eat it and you only I mean, hunt for what you eat. Like, hunting I mean, rabbits yeah, is a big thing that, in England. If you're hunting just
0: for the sake of it or for a sport, you're a yeah. fucking wanker. Yes, I, I, I do not disagree with that. Sentiment there. That's a good, it's a good, good, uh, good, uh, Marco Pierre White story there, Nolan. Well done. I like
1: a that. good bit of game meat is very nice. Wild rabbit is very nice.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes sense if you're eating it, then you know, you, you that's kind of um, yeah, it's it's way different to doing it for sport or for uh, Cruella's malicious business purposes. It's specifically
1: uh, for vanity, the way she's doing it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's ironic, really, because Cruella doesn't seem to have any friends, or colleagues, or anybody really, because she lives on her own in in Hell Hall, uh, with with only Horace and Jasper for company. And what dreadful company they make when they they're just falling over each other all the time or watching funny game shows that are parodies of what's my line which is my favorite thing in this whole movie the fact that there is a parody of what's my line nolan have you ever seen what's my line
1: i have not but as i understand it it is a game show from the 60s in which people would come on and then they'd have to guess their job
0: yes that's exactly what it is in fact i think it's 50s Fifty. Well, this movie's sixty-one. So, yeah, it's it's absurdly formal. You can find loads of them on YouTube, which I love. Um, everybody is referred to as Mister Somebody or Miss Somebody, and it's everybody's wearing three-piece suits and ball gowns. It's ridiculous. But Isn't if that you've all gotta... you
1: wear? Though, like you would fit is, right yes. in with that crowd. It is yes, especially the ball gowns. I mean, I bought, you... the
0: ball gowns. Yeah. Every day, mm-hmm. um, I don't Morgan know how is I a cope. Modern
1: day Cinderella.
0: Imagine that. Imagine if I was Cinderella. Yeah, the, the slipper would end. be like
1: a high top trainer, <laughs> <laughs> which never <laughs> oh, fucking fits okay. the first time you wear it.
0: All right, it'd just be a, it'd be a a faux leather boot. That's that's all I tend to think. wear. Um, yeah, me as Cinder, me as Cinderella. Oh dear! Now Enjoy I'm just picturing that. Image, that. Listeners. Uh, exactly. Now I'm just picturing that, and it's going to be weird. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> What's my line? Fascinating game show. I love it. If you've got a, if you've got a love of game shows like I do, go and uh, go and check out that one. It's one well, well worth getting down the rabbit hole of. they, they, they have like celebrity guests on it as well like sometimes where the the panel would get blindfolded and they'd have to guess who the celebrity was and by celebrity i'm talking literally there is one with walt disney on so it's like absolutely huge name people
1: it might have been a contract thing though okay you let me on your show i will parody your show in my next film that's a very walt you know, disney thing to do
0: you know what you might be onto something there that might be exactly what happened that oh, might the movie actually business. be exactly what happened. I would not be surprised. Fascinating. No one with your insight, I like it. No, though that is definitely my favourite part of the whole movie is Horace and Jasper watching "What's My Crime," where the panel guesses what the criminal has done. Which is funny because they're cold-blooded murder. I know. <laughs> what what heinous act has this man? Uh, committed. Oh I killed God. people oh and stuffed them down my drain because
1: I am David Tennant from that new show that just premiered.
0: I've seen advertisements for that. I don't know what it is. It looks creepy, though, doesn't it?
1: David Tennant being a serial killer? I mean, that's pretty simple for him, isn't it?
0: I, th- I feel like most things are simple for David Tennant when you've got the talent of David Tennant anyway. So you know that, who would have made a work.
1: great Roger for a live-action London One Dalmatians? David Tennant. It's
0: not a bad, not a bad, not a bad. Shout there, Roger. Let's talk a little bit more about the 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 whole story then of this movie because it does open with a a, a little narration from Pongo the Dalmatian. What uh, a weird name for a dog. Pong. Well, look, there's weirder names for dogs. Than Pongo, to be I mean, fair.
1: My dog is named Chalky. Is is that a weird name?
0: It's just as weird as Pongo. <laughs> I don't know it's why just as he's not named weird Chalky, as Pongo. to be
1: honest. But he actually is part Dalmatian.
0: Why are dogs named anything? I mean, I <sighs> always find it funny when like pets are given absurdly human names, like Chris. Or Steve, Steve the Rabbit, Steve and things the like dog. that. It's just that's not a, that's not a pet's name. That is a that is a human being's name. There is a difference. There has to be a difference. I think Pongo works well as a as a as a dog's name. I
1: think Pongo is your classic wing dog in this scenario. Like
0: I oh, absolutely. I,
1: I don't know if dogs are still used as a way to pick up potential mates, as they would say. But, uh... P- mates? <laughs> actually, I, I probably wouldn't do that with Chalky because he would be barking at everything that moves.
0: and yeah, That's not good. No, you don't want that. There's see, there's, there's a fine line, really, isn't there? Because I feel like dogs are still somewhat of a, of a draw in, in some sort of romantic sense. Um... But yeah, you don't want them barking at people because that, that's just off-putting and, and loud and noisy and nobody wants that. Uh, but Pongo is a phenomenal uh, wingman to Roger. They're both there, uh, living the, the bachelor lifestyle in London because obviously it's set in London because it's a Disney animated movie from the early 60s when apparently every Disney animated movie was just, oh, we'll just set it in London again. Oh, where are we going with this one? Oh, yeah, let's go with London again. You never
1: see a Disney movie like set in Sydney. Or like in uh, No, you don't. Like <laughs> it, it that would be strange. It, in Dubai or uh, San Francisco actually there might be one in San Francisco. Oh wait, no, that's New Orleans with the I'm thinking Princess and the Frog. Yes,
0: yeah, New Orleans, Princess and the Frog. Um San Francisco. I oh, don't know, you don't see Enough movies set in San Francisco. It's a very picturesque city. It should be it should be the focal point of more movies. If they really want to go is...
1: wild with it, they should
0: set one in Wales. In Wales, what, make a make a Welsh Disney princess?
1: Yes, and uh, have a Welsh prince get him to be voiced by like Rod Gilbert or something.
0: And obviously a dragon would be involved because Wales Wait.
1: Well, just like a Highland cow would be involved if it was Scottish.
0: Well, they did brave, didn't they? Or was that Pixar? Right, brave was forget.
1: Pixar, and brave is also massively overrated.
0: Well, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen all of Brave. <laughs> it's boring. Um, Honestly, it's it's Scottish though, so you 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 have to like it because you're Scottish and it's Scottish. I'd rather watch Train Spotting. That's also Scottish. So yes. you can watch that. We can accept that. Yes, as... but train spotting is
1: also a very difficult watch. And I would yes, rather watch is. that than the mediocrity that is brave.
0: <laughs> uh, train spotting might be a difficult watch. But Ewan McGregor, Nolan, that's all we care about. Ewan McGregor also would
1: have been a great Roger for back in the 90s.
0: Oh, that's true.
1: That's true any no, and point, th- Ewan Instead McGregor. we got Jeff Daniels for some weird reason.
0: That is a weird, a weird choice. I don't care for that. Jeff Daniels. I don't care for that. No. Uh, but Roger himself, a lovely bachelor living in London, writing his music. Uh, it's obviously his big hit. Cruella Deville comes later.
1: I'm glad it's in the sixties because if it was set now, he'd be like remixing stuff like Skrillex. Probably. Probably Cruella needs. Deville would
0: have like a bass drop. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um, Roger sh- just needs his several musical instruments. That he, he he's a very talented man, um, clearly, and a very he,
1: cheeky man, which gets him into the
0: Nolan husband Hall of Fame. The Nolan husband Hall of Fame. We have another inductee there. Um, are, are we sure we're inducting Roger into the Nolan husband Hall of Fame? Nolan, he does have a very big nose.
1: Well, absolutely, because I care about what the personality of a man is,
0: and with Roger,
1: we... as soon as Cruella Deville enters, he is full on trolling her with that song, and it is delightfully hilarious. He is, he is doing
0: that. But also, do we not care about the size of somebody's nose? No, I, I mean, unless it's like the penguin we're dealing
1: with, then I can deal with it.
0: It, it near enough is, though, isn't it? Because Roger's nose. He's unbelievably large. There's more of even, him to love. Even... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I can't argue with
1: that. Maybe it's meant to represent like a dog's nose, and that's why it's long. I can't argue with that either. We'll go with it. We'll go but that is not that. the reason he is in the Husband Hall of Fame, not because he reminds me of a dog. Of a dog? No, he is it's, it's, he is in the husband hall of fame because he is a delightful man who stands up to Cruella Deville when she Go. is yelling about her wretched, wretched pen and trying to buy the puppies. One yes. scene I do particularly not like for sale. is uh, when the puppies are getting birthed. That's a weird term, but birthed. <laughs> <laughs> there, is Born a... is
0: there is a what we usually say.
1: There is a scene where there's a puppy there who they think has died like stillborn that's and roger's sort of stroking of it and pongo's leering into it kind of brings it back to life i don't know why that scene's in there i think it might be to show kids that oh death is a natural thing even when it comes to birth but then you're happy again because the dog is alive
0: yeah it is quite a a poignant little scene really isn't it and obviously when well, it's lucky, isn't it? That's why it's called lucky. Uh lucky. That's probably why it's in it. Let's to be life. Honest. Um you know, resuscitated there by by Roger. Uh, fifteen puppies that Purdy gives birth to. And we should mention, of course, the whole setup of the movie is uh Pongo <sighs> insisting that Roger finds a wife, and then going to the park to find one for him. I love that all the dogs look like their owners in that opening scene as well. <laughs> he, especially the artist woman with the glasses.
1: That dog. I. I, I want to know what breed that dog is.
0: I. I. Yeah. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Um, but I love that. Um, it's a very silly. Little scene in the park. They all get fall in the pond. Always oh, not it, nice? they all get all you know get their clothes wet and oh no, wet tissue. dog smell, wet dog smell again. But nobody cares because you know we can bring both the the humans together, and it just so happens that Pongo rather likes the look. Of Anita's dog Purdy, too. So it just works, doesn't it? And it's all one nice, big, happy family with 15 puppies soon to come. But then here comes Cruella wanting to buy them all, being miserable, as Cruella always is, because she exclaims so herself while puffing on her weird green cigarette. Why is it green? No, and I've always wondered that. What if is she sm- Cruella maybe... DeVille smoking? It could be weed, maybe. I would. Adore the fact that Corella Deville is a stoner. That would be absolutely genius. Just so like. It.
1: can you imagine her high, just like she's surrounded by spots?:
0: I think that's exactly what's going on. I think we're onto something there. I think Corella Deville throughout the entire movie is actually just absolutely off her face. She got a bad batch of weed from probably Horace. <laughs> course it was horace look if if there's if there's two more cartoonishly cockney villains in the history of time than horace and jasper i have yet to find them you know i i don't know what's going on with those two it's delightfully cartoonishly cockney to the point where if i was cockney i would be deeply offended (laughs)
1: Oh, God, well, uh, Jasper and Horace are, I mean, they're the people that exist purely so they can get beat up. That's their role, oh, yeah. they're, they're like the Three Stooges of this movie, except there's
0: two of them. They're the three, they are like the Three Stooges of the movie, aren't they? Um, the main joke here being that there is only two of them, which is even, obviously, comic, comedic genius there from, uh, from horace and jasper um something i, I don't I...
1: like about this movie though and i don't like that the dogs have voices i know it's because it's a disney thing but why because something about dogs is they're very good at communicating via body language and i think it would be more artistically challenging to have the dogs communicate fully through that and that's something they do in the live action one and you actually feel a bit more when the dog's not saying anything
0: I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. I would I would kind of like to... Cause are they still supposed to be doing another Cruella de Vil-based movie?
1: Yes, they're doing a prequel of it with uh, Emma oh, Stone as Cruella de Vil, which, I mean, it's good casting. It's directed I've... by the guy who did I, Tonya, so no. maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Who knows at this point? I am hoping the song about her turns into some kind of tragic ballad about her downfall, and she sings it to herself. That would be amazing. Okay. I know Emma Stone can sing. Um, That's true. That's true. Okay.
0: I'm into that. I'm into Uh, that.
1: And the Uh, only other casting I know is Paul Walter Hauser is playing Horace. Because of course he is.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um... I don't I don't mind that idea, though, of the dogs actually not speaking, but obviously, yeah, it's a Disney animated movie. All animals speak, Nolan. That's that's the way it goes. Um, what I do kind of find a little bit strange, though, is that there is definitely characters from Lady and the Tramp in this movie. It's a shared universe, of course there is.
1: Or they just couldn't be bothered to draw new ones. Or like, yeah, we got this left over. Let's stick it in. I mean, in.
0: Throwing- definitely Definitely the idea is they couldn't, you know, they just used the same uh, animated models, you know, the, the the drawings. But I like to think they are the same characters, because isn't Lady and the Tramp also set in London? Yep,
1: they're a film reel away from sharing a fucking plate of meatballs.
0: Yeah, yes. That would have been fun, wouldn't it, if, uh, if Pongo and Purdy... Had some meatballs as well, and it really just was just absolutely ripping off. I mean, the the best dog foods in
1: movies. I mean, Scooby Snacks have to be number one. Yes. And then the meatballs in Lady and the Tramp, and definitely the one that comes in last is whatever the fuck
0: canine crunchies are. Oh, dread, yeah. Dreadful little jingle song. Terrible. Oh, God, it was awful. It's unbearable. this, this movie isn't a musical in, in the sense that all the other Disney animated classics, are, if, you, if I want to keep using that term, um, but if this movie had a Cheer Up Charlie, which is something that me and Janine are now doing with all musicals, um, we're discussing what the Cheer Up Charlie of each musical we discuss is because Cheer Up Charlie is a dreadful song from one of the best musicals of all time, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It just happens to be an absolutely abysmal, sappy, horrible, horrible song in the middle No comment. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. So we're discussing what, what, what the Cheer Up Charlie is of each musical. Canine crunches would have to be this, because, look, it's not Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil's a great little uh, jazzy little number. And that's pretty much it for songs, unless you count the song, the little piano playing at the very, very end of the movie. The Dalmatian Plantation. Uh, Yes, exactly, the Dalmatian Plantation, which has always sounded a little bit sinister to me, because, you know plantations have certain connotations don't they so really would a dalmatian plantation not just be roger and anita owning a plantation where they force the dogs to do all the work
1: you're thinking it's like war of the planet of the apes but with dalmatians
0: mm, yeah <laughs> pretty much uh, andy circus is mocapping all of them and, and of course he is uh, <laughs> uh, i'd believe andy circus could do that um but no apparently roger seems to think that a dalmatian plantation is a fantastic beautiful thing where all 101 dalmatians can can live in harmony together because look that's the that's the the general i like that the i like that this uh, this movie has a little more narrative to it than a lot of uh, a lot of similar disney animateds from around this time as well because you don't only get the kind of, you know, obviously the setup, the the birthing, like you said, of all of the 15 puppies themselves, the coming together of the family there, the, obviously trying to deal with Cruella, but you also get the actual fact that Cruella has stolen all the puppies, and then... The whole big journey back. I mean a lot of this movie. Is focused on this really kind of. Heart tugging. Journey back home. Through the snow. And the fields. And the dreadful conditions. And they just keep getting little bit of help along the way from various animals whether it be other dogs or cows or whatever it may be but I like that it's a, it's a movie ultimately about kind of coming together and just kind of helping each other and I like that
1: yes it's uh, I feel for them because as someone who had to walk home in winter winds yeah. when they were working at Marks and Spencers I I understand their pain
0: It's not nice. It's not nice. The winter winds are not nice. Um, But what is nice is help from the kindness of strangers, No. Yes. And legitimate help, not like terrifying strangers' help. No.
1: Uh, Although I can take a guess at what Dalmatian is your least favourite.
0: My least favourite?
1: The one who you would hate having to own
0: is the one who keeps reminding everybody that he's hungry. I mean, I think that's just a character trait, though. I mean, I'm often very hungry, so I think we'd bond, to be honest, over mutual hunger.
1: You know that dog is definitely going to be the one who's always scratching at your leg looking at their bowl, and it's like, no, you've you've had two bowls of food already.
0: Go to sleep, please. (laughs) Sure, sure, but then you just kind of feed them more, so they really go to sleep.
1: Can we talk a little bit about the little segment in this movie regarding Thunderbolt the Hero Dog? Thunderbolt, yes. Okay, let's talk about Thunderbolt the Hero Dog. Because it's only a little segment in this movie, but there's a full-on sequel, like an animated sequel to this that was directed DVD or something, where Little Patch, the one who loves Thunderbolt the most, gets left behind when they're moving house, and then goes and meets Thunderbolt. Okay. Who undoubtedly sounds like George Clooney. Brilliant. I don't think he's voiced by George Clooney, but he sounds like George Clooney. And then Thunderbolt helps them stop Cruello again. It's very heartwarming.
0: Lovely. Lovely. I like straight-to-video nonsense or straight-to-DVD nonsense, whatever it would be. Little uh, ancillary things from Disney there. It's good. Um, We should also obviously mention the absolute peak of this movie um, and its message of let's all help each other out, being the famous, noisy, and let's wake up all of London in the middle of the night, Twilight Bark. Well, it's not the first time you've dealt
1: with a Twilight thing this week, so... uh, No, it
0: isn't. No, it uh... isn't. Too much Twilight. Twilight not enough twilight is there enough twilight i don't know am i liking twilight I kind it's, of am. i think four
1: books and five movies actually no five books and five movies if you count that stupid alternate thing where it's edward's point of view that just came out this year
0: oh i wouldn't i wouldn't be calling that stupid too loudly people really like that
1: i can't people stand really like that. i can't stand stephanie Meyer's writing
0: well you i get why people like twilight but it's not my thing you can fight with janine about that yourself i i
1: would rather not fight janine because i think she is lovely (laughs) and she's my friend we can respectfully disagree on twilight though
0: (laughs) the twilight bark though i think we can all agree is 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 magnificent is great um, I mean it's a shame that the werewolves from Twilight didn't actually show up to help because they're very helpful
1: the, they're very probably helpful. they're probably too busy like being hormonal and shit probably
0: yeah that's usually Jacob's what too busy staring
1: at his fucking abs <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's usually what the werewolves from Twilight are doing being unnecessarily emotional like for, um, the, for god's sake Jacob and Edward just fuck already I don't know what's going to happen in the last two movies of Twilight. I don't know. Something may happen. I don't know. The sexual tension between Edward and Jacob is something to behold. Brilliant. Brilliant. This is not the Twilight episodes, Nolan. No, thankfully. This is the Twilight Bark episodes. Um, do you like the Twilight Bark as an album? I'm idea? not
1: sure I'd like to hear it, but I do like no. the idea of it.
0: Dreadfully noisy.
1: Dreadfully I would call. I think a better name would have been the Barker Shop Quartet, but that's just me.
0: Well, I think that is the musical group that the uh, four of the most talented of the 101 Dalmatians put together in the fourth sequel.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: That's, that's what happens there. Um, again, it's probably a straight to video uh, short. And it's just them performing a series of famous Disney songs.
1: I want to see these Dalmatian sequels. I want like 23 Dalmatian movies. And I want Infinity Dalmatians, part one, part two. And then they go to space for some reason in the next one. Brilliant. I want Dalmatians of the happens. Galaxy. Yeah. I want 101
0: Dalmatians, Age of Horus. Basically um, I think you're just looking for the um what are those movies with all the dogs in Oh god like snow buddies Oh no and ski buddies you know what i mean you know you, you know Beverly Hills you know the Chihuahua I mean? No there's there's those that series of movies where it's just a group of puppies and they're all in they're always in a different location. And they have the, the moving mouths
1: oh, to it's talk so to each bad. other.
0: What is it called? You know what I'm talking about. That's what that's what we need. That's what Listen, it's bad enough episodes. I
1: have to watch Paw Patrol with my little cousin. Do not make me watch that as well.
0: <laughs> You're saying if you want if you want more dog movies Watch that, you know. Dog
1: movies peaked at underdog in 2009. I think that's when it came out.
0: Sure, okay. Fair enough. Um, although a question, I think, would be of the two dog-based Disney animated movies. Is this or Lady and the Tramp better?
1: Um, I am about to destroy your argument here. Because I have not seen Lady and the Tramp.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I hadn't seen Lady and the Tramp until uh, last Christmas time, I think. Um, was when I watched it for the show. Actually, for Morgan I hasn't seen. Um, Lady and the Tramp's very good. Lady and the Tramp's very good. I think. If I want to see again, Lady
1: and the Tramp, I will go on Tinder and see the successful a relationships. That is horrible things to
0: say. What a cold-hearted thing to say. Oh, dear. I'll give you that, though. That was, that was, that was clever. That was clever. As it was surprisingly witty there, Nolan. I like it.
1: I am in a very cynical mood lately. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. If it works, if it works, there's nothing wrong with that. As good as Lady and the Tramp is, and it honestly is, I think this is better. I think Andre and is a better movie. I think it's got a, lo- a hell of a lot of heart to it. Um, and like like I said, a really kind of sweet little message of just helping each other and condemning any cruelty to animals <laughs> at all. I don't, know if you obviously... can...
1: I don't know if you can see this, but there is a live-action sequel to 101 Dalmatians and there's a character called Oddball in it. Who is a Dalmatian oddball. puppy who does not have her spots and that is like her character flaw throughout the whole story. She wants to be well, like everyone else.
0: Well, that seems sad, does she
1: embrace who she is? No, she gets her spots at the end, but she's very oh, adorable.
0: She should embrace who she is. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like that that she just gets them in the end. Embrace who you are, oddball. You are uh... unique. Much like the movie 101 Dalmatians, you are unique. And and if you want
1: further proof that 101 Dalmatians movies, the live-action ones, took inspiration from Home Alone, there's a scene in 102 Dalmatians where Cruella de Vil gets baked into a cake. How she survives that, going into an (laughs) industrial bakery oven with (laughs) batter, I have no idea. She would be burned to a crisp. Uh... Oh my god. I can buy her falling into a vat of molasses. That would not kill her. Being baked into a cake, you would have a Cruella corpse at the end of the
0: movie. Yeah. That's. That's brutal. That is brutal. I don't like. I don't care for that. That's nasty. You, you, You don't get that kind of level of violence in the animated movie, in this movie. You just get obviously absurdly intense car chases towards the end of the movie why does that fucking mountain not have any safety
1: on it and i'm pretty sure that you woman drivers comment also inspired a certain moment in child's play 2 in which chucky
0: says the same thing it's a little bit unnecessary though isn't it i mean I don't know who that guy thinks he is But, I mean, Cruella is bashing into his van several times Um, I like the clever, obviously, the clever um, sneaky way of rolling in the soot And pretending to be Labradors Mm -hmm, to get past Cruella, Horace and Jasper I I like that, I think it's very clever And then the spots
1: show up with raindrops, which always begs the question are
0: Dalmatians
1: black dogs with white spots or white dogs with black spots? Well, that this is the is same nice thing with
0: zebras. It. What's a zebra? Is it white and on black or black on white? Who knows? I think zebras are actually black on white. I, I would think. believe that. I don't know, though.
1: I don't know. We will maybe find just, this out maybe when we just watch a the mix. movie 101 Zebras next time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the sequel we all want. Um, it's the exact same movie, it's just cast with little zebras instead. That's all. It's just little zebras. Baby Indeed. little zebras. It's fun.
1: It's a Madagascar spinoff,
0: somehow, sure. that links to
1: 101 Dalmatians. So,
0: no idea how, no idea how. Uh, I do like the crazy little car chase at the end of this movie, though. Again, I'm with you. Why does that road not have barriers over the edge of that very dangerous-looking cliff? But, you know, Cruella, Horace and Jasper end up in a horrific car accident at the end that I don't know how they come out of unscathed, just by Cruella calling them all idiots and fools and... Jasper telling her to shut up which is another one of my favorite things in the whole movie because she does she does shut up after that no mm
1: mhm it is a fun little end for her there but i do think her defeat in the in the live action one's a little bit better cuz it's all the barnyard animals getting kind of revenge on her
0: okay okay i mean it,
1: it's silly cuz it's a kids movie but it's still kind of fun yeah
0: and then you know obviously after all after all that the all the dogs all the dalmatians find themselves back home christmas day or christmas eve whatever it is it's christmas time
1: and nanny being and, the worst housekeeper ever brushing the soot off them in the house
0: yeah i mean nanny clearly doesn't care anymore she's just so happy to have all the dalmatians home she just she doesn't care about her Responsibility as housekeeper, in the slightest, and can you blame Hanolan? at No, I can't blame.
1: No, because they said they were going to get a bigger place, so Nanny's just like, fuck it. These <laughs> that this real estate agent is going to have a hard time selling this place.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd like to think that's exactly what was going through Nanny's mind. Um, it's fun, and then yeah, they they're all they're all very into having all 101 dalmatians live with them which again is is something that i just don't see as as being reasonable the amount but, you of know,
1: walks you would have to take them on
0: you'd <laughs> have to go and mind. shifts i don't i don't i do not think roger and anita mind um I, I really don't there's another thing though that i would have liked to see more actually in the movies more of anita Because obviously we get quite a bit of Roger at the start, um, but it would have been kind of nice to see the opposite side as well and have them come together uh, in the same way, but, you know, focus on both sides as opposed to just Roger and Pongo. I would have liked to see that, but it's it's a little nitpick, I suppose.
1: In the live-action one, you get more of her. Okay. She's like, This live-action
0: uh, one seems pretty good. She she works for Cruella
1: DeVille's fashion company in it, and okay, that's kind of how she gets to know about the dogs and stuff.
0: Well, I mean, they they are. It says in this that they are, what, old-school friends or something like what that? What
1: year was Cruella DeVille in with Anita? Because
0: they do I mean, not look the same age. That's, I mean, it's a very good point. But who your, knows, they might be. Your dearly Cruella- devoted
1: old-school mate... From what school? You got the old part right.
0: <laughs> Corella does look a solid 35 years older than Anita. But you know, maybe that's just Cruella and her way of li- lifestyle choices.
1: Maybe she got held back because her wretched pen kept failing on her in Possibly. the exams. And Possibly. she was tossing the ink at all the lecturers, all the examiners.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Calling them all idiots that's exactly what she poisoned what them, doing. drowned them, bashed them on the head and stole all their animals <laughs> she's a lovely woman really Cruella, she's a, she's a delightful woman, I don't know why she has no friends she really deserves all the friends in the world I have some friends she could go for
1: the Tory party
0: she would fit oh. right in there I mean, well I don't know I don't even know I don't even know about that. I mean no Boris Johnson looks like <laughs> Boris Johnson looks like Horace. I mean I'm not going to say he doesn't and Nigel Farage could be Jasper. Brilliant. Brilliant. I mean I don't want to see it, but I can understand where you're coming from. I can understand where you're coming from anyway. Anyway, I think this has been a nice little Uh, Like I said, palate cleanser of an episode Last week we had a fairly huge, hefty episode Where we were talking about The Sound of Music Me and Janine, it was a big breakdown It's a glorious movie that The Sound of Music is But it was nice this week Just to have a silly little discussion about 101 Dalmatians What do you say, Nolan? I say this was a really fun little discussion. I'm glad we only
1: had to do it once because I could not watch this movie 101 times just to make sure.
0: Jokes. All the jokes. Whack another joke in there. Why not? There we go. I think we're going to call it there. Nolan, what are you saying?
1: I say we do call it there and you can get right on. with telling everybody where to find the podcast at and I will stop talking like a 50s radio announcer for some reason.
0: Please carry on. It sounds right for talking about this movie. I like it. Uh, But this is, of course, the main show itself. It's a wonderful podcast. Every Friday there is this show. We celebrate those wonderful older movies that we all love so much. Here, I'm always here. Nolan switches off with Janine every other week. That's how it works. Here, we also on this feed have Morgan hasn't seen every Wednesday with myself and Janine I haven't seen many things Janine likes making me watch things we are as Nolan said before on our Twilight series at the minute I'm watching the Twilight movies it's kind of fun it's very entertaining I mean it's you know the episodes themselves are very entertaining so if you haven't checked them out you can go and check them out but Morgan hasn't seen his every Wednesday we, of course, also have Machine Mondays every Monday with Janine talking all her schmodown things. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have you covered on the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. And you can find that on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and a whole bunch of others because we are absolutely everywhere. Or just on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. You can find me on Twitter at The Purple Dawn with the three instead of the E in the because three is the magic number and we also have the it's a wonderful podcast patreon where there is a load of stuff going on just search patreon.com slash it's a wonderful one or just it's a wonderful podcast on patreon find the tier that's right for you there's a whole bunch of stuff going on whole bunch of funness and it's great it's a good way of showing support for what we're doing here nolan all your good stuff is at where it's at Nolan Dean two seven because
1: 27 is my birthday, and Brilliant. I am really annoyed because I have been subscribed to the Patreon at the million pound mark, and I still have not received my nude photos. The, Morgan, the where pound.
0: are the nudes? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know what you think this is. This is Patreon. This is not OnlyFans.
1: Well, Bella Thorne has ruined OnlyFans for everybody. Oh
0: so, oh dear, oh dear we we've mentioned some things on this episode today. I don't know what. Let's hope it. Cruella Deville does not go for OnlyFans. No, oh dear, what a bombshell to end! Just as you episode are about to go that. to sleep, you can have Brilliant. that
1: image in your mind.
0: Nobody will sleep tonight, Nolan. Nobody will sleep tonight. Now, thank you very much. You for are that. welcome. I think it's about time where I say thank you very much for listening to this nonsense this week. I will say goodbye and ask Nolan to see us out.
1: Well, you're going to join me with a little something here, my friend. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. Subscribe to our Patreon, oh please, if you will. To make this podcast takes a lot of skill. Cruella, Cruella de Vil. I haven't sung in ages, but there you go.
0: That was iconic.